0: Welcome to the Unmanly Manly Podcast with Frank and Sergio. I'm Frank.
1: And I'm Sergio. We're here to talk about our experiences in many areas of our lives and how masculinity plays a role in
0: all of that. We're just two dudes sharing our perspectives. We may not be experts, but we have strong opinions that might resonate with you. We are talking about burnout. Burnout. We're not talking about cars burning out on the road. Nope. About physical, emotional burnout. Yes. Which can come from anywhere. There's there's been debate I've seen online about is this a real thing? Is this just your mind playing a trick on you? Can you out trick burnout? And I want to say, no, I think no. it's a real thing. It takes a toll. If you don't stop and just take care of yourself, this is what what's going to happen to you. Yeah, exactly. And
1: just like you said, like, it's going to catch up to you anyways. Um, for me personally, going to school, having a full-time job, taking care of my personal life, dealing with the pandemic, and just the whole societal culture. That's been unfolding, you know, for 2020, you know, things are starting to look a little better, but there's a lot of bullshit going on. Anyways, it, it takes a toll. And on top of that, with the American or Western culture of being productive and working hard and pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, you know, it's easy for us to be conditioned to just continue working and working and working to be able to get positive results. But at the end of the day, your body will tell you. When enough is enough, and it's either up to us to be conscious of that and say all right look i'm 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 at my wits end i'm tired i'm drained. I can't provide any sort of like emotional output to the people I love or be able to exert myself physically or even just exert mental energy into any sort of activity anymore that you know and that's a sign of burnout, but um once you reach that point, you know it's up to you to be able to say, all right, let me take a step back, let me do something for myself, let me relax. You know, whatever it is that will rejuvenate you. But if not taken care of, if not identified, if not addressed, it can lead to a lot of serious issues. You know, that's how some people, you know, end up getting heart attacks and, yeah. and strokes because of this stuff. But yeah,
0: it's really they Yeah, no, it totally can have a, a physical toll on you that's very real and very dangerous. Lethal. And I I think in some cases, things being what they are, you know, I have have a friend that's at a job that really sucks. It's, you know, more demanding than it should be, but it's jobs are scarce still. So he Mm -hmm. feels that this is where I need to stay. I have to keep doing this, this shit job in order to make ends meet, to make my rent, to get myself fed and clothed and everything like that and and put myself through this torture where he's working like 60 hours a week and it's the most mind-dumbing mundane shit and it's just scrutinized he's he's under the the microscope you know from the people that uh employ him and he's just looking at people leaving or getting fired and that's all that is just a a lot to carry along with you through this yeah. type of a scenario yeah. And, you know, uh, that example is
1: perfect because it's like you got different elements there and you already identify them. But especially a job that's mind numbing, where you're not getting any sort of fulfillment, where you're just coming in doing uh doing work that isn't stimulating you. Like it actually will start to mute your ability to, you know, be creative, be yeah. productive in a way that you can be proud of. And then on top of that, you also have, you know, management that's not being, you know, ethical or 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 courteous or 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 just humane to you. And then all these other issues that are going on because everybody's carrying their own weight. So yeah. we can't ignore that. Like it, it's so easy for someone to live to, to work a job where they're not feeling satisfied with the work they're doing or fulfilled to burn out. Because at that point it's it's more than just a job. It's 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 forcing yourself to do something that you don't really care for,
0: yeah. you know?
1: And not to say that, you know, if you care for something you won't experience burnout because that's that's true too. You know, to the other extreme, you can do something that you love, you know? You can, if you're artistic, you can work in the arts. If you want to help people, you can work in like therapy, you can work in social welfare, You can you can do things that will benefit others you can you know if you love cooking you could be a cook you can be a chef you can lead a restaurant
0: hey even volunteer work
1: volunteer exactly volunteer work you can volunteer yourself to do something relative to some sort of cause or initiative that matters to you but If you don't take care of yourself, if you exert yourself past the limits of what you're able to give, you're going to experience burnout regardless. You know, it's not just for people who aren't doing something that they're proud of or that is aligned with their passions, better say.
0: I may have said this on a previous podcast before, but I've really come to this rule of like on the airplane you know, they say to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help somebody else with it. That's, exactly. that's a big portion of it too. Cause I, there's a lot of people that are their parents that are taking care of their elderly parents or, 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 what have you. And they, you know, we have responsibilities that are bigger than yourself that are outside of yourself while on top of which working your job and doing all this other work. And at a certain point you're going to need a great. And mm-hmm. you need to take care of yourself. I mean, I watched my mom literally die because she refused to take care of herself because she was too busy taking care of others. And that's and the that's lesson. A shame. That's a lesson learned. I mean, for yeah. me at least, yeah. I'm fortunate that I, you know, unfortunate, unfortunately had to witness it, but fortunate to get the lesson from that. Yeah, And not many people do. I mean, my mom was, you know, for lack of a better term, victim to that. To that yeah. mentality of having to Save and help everyone, but ignoring what she needs, ignoring yeah. what her needs are, and um, putting it all to the side so that everyone else could live a happier, healthier life. And yeah. it doesn't work because then that, now she's gone, now she's not there to do that anymore. Yeah,
1: you know, and that's funny too, because part of that has to do with like you know, conditioning, your upbringing, your values, you know, like for sure. I, I would say for like my mom because in in my case, my mom is also a good example of like burning out. She grew up with this conditioning of giving to others that's that's what her purpose was for her, not necessarily her family because before she even had a family, it was giving to her job to a hundred and fifty percent giving to her colleagues, giving to her friends to the point where people just started to take advantage of her generosity. And, you know, of course, those people, you know, shame on them. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, she gave so much to others where it was already beyond what was expected, um, what was necessary, especially. And then when it came down to the family, she just dedicated her life to the family. And, you know, at the end of the day, look, I benefited from that. At the end of the day, I am a better man for the work and effort and time she put in it's just a shame that she never turned that energy around to herself and like looking at it now because she's you know an empty nester you know she's really having a hard time grappling on how to take care of herself and give herself a fulfilling life and turn that energy inward because of such a long time of just Giving and giving and giving to others, you know, and I wouldn't consider that burnout, but I would get, I would consider that one of the offshoots of, you know, never taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, I don't know how she had the energy to keep it up for this long because she's in her 60s. God bless her. But at the end of the day, like now, like this is a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Um, so, I guess that's a way to say that even if you don't reach burnout, there's also other consequences of never taking the time to take care of yourself and focus on yourself and learn what it means to take that
0: time for yourself. Yeah. You you definitely have to break it down to what's missing in your life and what there is that you can do to get that back in your life or if you've never had it to get it in your life and honestly like a lot of it's fulfillment a lot of it is happiness um you know it affects a lot it affects your relationships you know it affects how you interact with just regular people like i know when i was stressed out and i didn't have a good handle on it i would be snippy at everyone you know (laughs) Uh, yes and and people that meet me they're like you because they see me as this nice guy that's not gonna like harm a fly and but when i get mean i get nasty yeah
1: um and on the flip side of that like we also got to take into account the fact that sometimes just like you know you, you were talking about knowing what it means to take care of yourself and like you know knowing what it is to 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 create a fulfilling life for yourself and to have that emotional intelligence to be able to catch yourself and regulate yourself when you are feeling out of balance. Sometimes people just gotta sit with trying to figure that out. Like sometimes it's just hard to just even identify like some people just don't know. Yeah. And like that that in itself has been like one of the challenges for me. Like because I spend a lot of time just working, working, working. And now I want to take a step back and learn what it means to take care of myself. And I'm noticing that when you don't have that balance, you actually have to sit there, and really realize, like, really identify what is it that makes me happy? Like, what yeah. is it that fulfills me? Like, outside of work, like, what are some activities that I can engage in? And like, that in itself is a process. So like, you know, I give it out to people who are trying, you know, to, to figure things out, because unfortunately, sometimes you can experience burnout, you can, you know, work yourself to the bone. And then when you actually take that time to take care of yourself, you might be at a loss of not knowing what is it that helps you. And you might not even be able to come out of that moment saying, oh, yes, I took care of myself. I feel rejuvenated because you were just trying to figure out the whole time. So I want to give it up to, to, to people as well, where it's like, it's a discovery process sometimes. Yeah. And that in itself is, is draining your mental energy because you're trying to figure it out too. So you're not really relaxing either. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And also, again, it, it, for me, like it goes back to this whole capitalist, like Western philosophy, you know, what I mean? right. like, because I also want to throw in there where it's like, sometimes when you want to take care of yourself, you might feel guilty. You might feel like you're not, you, you know, you're not being productive and there's something wrong. Totally. And, I, and, and, and that's something that we need to, you know, condition out of ourselves for those who are feeling it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I lived through that for most of my professional life. It's just like, you know, there's, there's a lack of boundary that we mm. put in between us, our jobs, and what it is that we're really living for. You know, it it becomes that whole thing. I'm just living to work as opposed to working to live. Mm -hmm. And there's so many times that, especially, like you're saying, in the Western world where it's, you know, the bosses will say, well, you know, I know you're here to work 40 hours a week. We're going to have to ask for an extra hour every night. Yeah. And no one says no to that because they're afraid of being fired. But you Mm -hmm. know what? that's a choice you got to make and it's a cho- you got to really weigh the pros and cons and not just succumb to fear but really look out for yourself mm-hmm. it's not i mean it's, it really isn't an easy choice to make to be perfectly honest if you're not no. if you're not wallowing in that sense of fear mm-hmm. because most of the time in th- those are days it's honestly there's plenty of jobs out there right now mm-hmm. not so much but in a normal socioeconomical arena you will find other work and maybe you'll find that what you're doing in that job anyway wasn't a good fit anyway. That's I'm adding variables to to a story that doesn't exist. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could just say for yeah. myself, like you know, I, I so many times I've been asked to stay late at jobs where I have no stake in the game, and I decline it. Like, listen, I have stuff to do after this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to eat. I have to, you know, see my girlfriend. I got to check in with my dad so he see how he's doing. None of that's going to get done just so this person who's not going to pay me anything extra can Mm -hmm. get a certain job out to a certain client just because they don't know how to negotiate time. Why is their problem now my problem? And this person's Mm -hmm. like, I've had plenty of great managers who would stay late, stick around, do those things, buy us dinner, make it worth our while. But there are so many others that would just like, all right, get this done and then leave at the the day. Yeah, Yeah. because they're taking advantage of you because it's them looking good as opposed to, you know, looking out for you and your best interests. And everyone signs a contract when you're a full time employee. You're there to work 40 hours, Mm -hmm. no more, no less. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're a union, you really have that. You really have that time allotted, and it's unlawful for them to put you over without compensation, so got it yeah, there's just so so much that's in there that you have to look at and really acknowledge, really take on and not be afraid to speak up and say, "Hey, I'm being mistreated, I don't need this kind of stress, and just pull the trigger and say, go, I'm out yeah
1: so that's a great point, you know, and at the end of the day like, you know, that speaks to people being able to be their own advocates and identify when a situation isn't working for their benefit and it's already demanding more of them than they're willing to give one and two exploiting them. On the other side there's also people who just can't afford to just just say no to their bosses because they're living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have the resources to be able to like afford to not have a job if they were to be fired, you know, things like that. And like I'm talking about people who are like living in poverty, people who, you know, don't have that backing. Yeah. So, you know, for people in those situations like they are in a situation where they don't have other options. Now, that's hard because like now they feel like they are under the mercy of their bosses. They, they, they have to do what they're being told, or else they're going to lose their job, and then that means they won't be able to pay rent, they won't be able to fi- buy food, they won't be able to pay the the utilities and all that. you know they may have kids too that they have to like take care of, you know and for people who are you know not in a good economic situation, this becomes a much more complicated situation and they're dealing with burnout because they're working so hard yeah you know it's a survival mode this is the only way you know what i mean i would love to be able to say like you know well you know this is a good time to be able to look at what other positions there are some ways to prepare themselves for some people it's not that simple so like there's a question there of like well one obviously the system is failing them but the other one is like what the fuck do you do then what do you do then
0: well, like, how do you take care of yourself? I think, um, well, first of all, it's a very real parameter that is plaguing this country for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with, well, I'll just put it out there. It's, you know, there's a lot of racism that, that yeah. keeps people in their place, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, and that, that, that's horrible. It's horrifying. But I also see in a lot of cases a lacking of community. You know people are treat everyone as their enemy that's thats that's an outsider and mm-hmm. that that way of being that way of living isn't gonna win you any outcomes as far as getting the things that you need to live let alone survive you know you and your family and loved ones and everything but I think there's there's parts of that that come from this like hustling to survive and yeah there's people out against, that are have it against you and you're pissed off about that so now you you know it's creating a, a a mentality that doesn't really belong to you. You could be a great person that has it all together and is just going to fly in the face of that kind of discrimination. Mm -hmm. I err on the side of possibility with that one, to be perfectly honest, because there's people out there that find a way, they make it. And I think it's other people's responsibility as well to look at those examples, see what they're doing differently, and really take it on. It's easier said than done. I will say that, but I'm just to
1: get out there yeah i mean i'm talking from somebody who came from that situation of being living in poverty and then being able to get out of it you know i made some decisions that you know put me where i can get a job that pays well you know at the end of the day people have their choices however i go back to the system is failing us it's one thing to like be able to go to school, get your degree, get a job, right? That's the traditional tried and true based on what is being told to us method of being able to make a living for yourself. But sometimes you can do that and it won't work for you. Right, And there's barriers. And you also have, you know, generations of obstacles that are already put in your way, in place, you know, especially for people of color living in, in poverty. And it takes a tremendous amount of work to be able to get out of that, Right. To, 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 to get out of that. And then there's also environmental influences that affects people, right? Yeah. You know, and, and not take away from people who have, you know, who are affluent because I'm sure maybe they have some challenges in their families, in their neighbors, whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's when we are talking about, yeah. it's all relative, but like when we're talking about you know, when you live in a community where you just see anguish all around you and people, you know, just struggling to get by and there's not a lot of resources that are shared, not a lot of information that is shared, then you only know what you know. And then, yes, we have the internet, right? And unfortunately, seeing certain documentaries and things like that, you learn that the internet is really just catered to be able to show you a mirror of whatever it is that your life is like to begin with. So, you know, you can go out there, you can get information on how you can like, get out of the, make more money, uh, set yourself up to be successful and things like that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the system is already set up where people in poverty of color have a hand that is already poor to begin with, like very little chances of being able to make it out and do something great. Without you having to put yourself in a whole situation where, like, you're just dedicating everything you've got to make it happen. So, you know, again, now this is becoming more about, like, problems in our society. But that goes back to burnout. Like, think about it. Like, it, it's, it's set up in a way w- intentionally. Like, it's so hard for somebody who already is lacking resources to try to get out of that. Because they're in an environment that perpetuates the cycle of poverty. And then when they get out of it, there's already barriers of them to be able to move up the ladder. And they have to work even harder than basically, you know, their white counterparts to be able to make it to that level. And then how hard do you have to work and how many, how much time do you have to dedicate to be able to make it to a place where you feel good about what you're doing, the work you're putting in, the energy you're putting in, to, and then also taking care of your personal matters without you getting to a point where you're like, you're just done. You're just worn out to the bone. Yeah,
0: and, and just touch on that. A little further no question is what's available to them as far as education is concerned is way out of balance of what's available to people that have better or just even happen to live in a better community like i that's yeah. that's for me like we were not wealthy growing up but we happen to live in an affluent neighborhood so i got a really good education i got very lucky in that i it hurts for me to say this but i wouldn't doubt that being white and male Hasn't helped. Hasn't had its advantages. I, I'm sure I'm perceived as someone that is that is safe, you know. Which is again it hurts for me to acknowledge that because that's not how I operate, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. people. Of course, like
1: when you're when you're on the bow, you're just living your life. Like yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I, I understand that. And that's perfectly valid. To have to, like, take inventory of this stuff, like, that in itself is a process. Yeah. That reminds me. There was something I learned not that long ago that blew my mind about schooling. Schools are funded by property taxes. Yes. And the more valuable the property is, the more the school gets. So I don't care what type of argument someone can give me. It just looks like something that's intentionally made to keep the rich richer and the poor poorer. And when we're talking about demographics, we're looking at the spread of the poor being people of color mostly and then people of affluence being white. You know, there are people who are white who are living in poverty, of course. You know, and there are people of color who are living affluently, of course. But when we when we look at the spread, you know, the majority is what it is. And. That blew my mind because basically what policy and the government is telling you is that your education is based on the worth of your property. Right. So it's like a smack in the face. Like, you know, to some people, they had no control over living in the situation, the socioeconomic status that they're in. Basically, what the policy is dictating is, well, all right, cool. Yeah, you you live poorly, so you're going to get poor education and like
0: less resources. Well, You know what I'm saying? You know what came to my mind? was no wonder why i was bullied for being poor oh really yeah well i mean you know i come in wearing last year's clothes and i get made fun of for that Mm. and oh i see yeah so because again i lived in a affluent neighborhood yeah so you know if it wasn't for i guess alimony and what have you we wouldn't have been able to afford that area that neighborhood but yeah it's funny i see what you're saying yeah it's just it's just funny but, like, um, and I say, and there's a whole culture
1: about that. Yeah, it,
0: it, it just makes a lot of sense what you're saying right now. I, I'd never put that perspective into, into place for me either. That's, that is mind-blowing. it but is mind blowing. It is crazy. But it makes it a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's, they did it in another way where it is a bit more, I guess, socialist. Like Let's say, yeah, equitable. Mm-hmm. Where it comes, yeah. maybe from a federal perspective, where the government's in control. I don't know whether that's a good idea or a bad idea because know how people feel about that sort of stuff.
1: Well, uh, that's the thing because, like, when it comes to government control, there's corrupt and unethical practices and legislature and policies that are meant to maintain the status quo. So what that means is that we have to address the problem at its root, which is. These people in power who are not operating for the best, uh, for the benefit of the people. Because if that can be addressed and challenged and then resolved, then we got a government that's gonna operate in the benefit of the people. That is gonna then have a whole ripple effect across so many policies, not only education, but people's living situations, housing, uh, their economic situation job, the job market will change, the the employment practices, the ability for people to move up the ladder. It might even impact this whole culture of like overworking people and exploiting people because this is the ugly side of capitalism. So if we have government regulation on that, people might actually be able to live a life where there's actual work-life balance and they could be maintaining their mental, physical, and emotional health as they do the job that they want to do because now the playing field is set up where you can make a living doing the job that you choose to do instead of having to go through so many loopholes to try to find a job that's going to pay well so that you can pay your bills and then
0: have some standard of living. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, shoot.
1: <laughs> that's
0: pretty eye-opening, man. I, I Again, never really put that all together
1: yeah man dude like and and you know i give it up to my schooling because it 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 forced me to have to look at these things a certain way but it all comes back to the way the government operates right and where their focus is and where the incentives are for them to push legislature and policy so you know when it comes to burnout burnout is something that happens you know what all right i'm gonna take a step back Burnout happens to a lot of people on different levels. You can have a CEO that experiences burnout because they work how long they work. What I'm saying is they chose to work that hard. Now, when you are talking about people on the bottom, entry level positions or people who are living in poverty, who have no choice but to do the job that they were able to get. Or if you're just somebody who's just trying to achieve great things and you want to be able to set yourself up where you maximize your time to be able to produce, burnout is going to come to get you. Unless you have something in in place, in your schedule, a, a system, a routine that counteracts that. And right now with the pandemic, it's very hard because it's not much to do. Yeah. But if you if that means connecting with people from time to time, if that means saying no to your schedule and just taking a step back and relaxing and I don't know what it is, watch a show or listen to music.
0: Just any sort of doubt? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, in your case, you, you've been you've been working on your art. So I'm actually curious in working in your art. Do you feel like that's fulfilling you and energizing you? Is there a part of your art where you feel like you're working and is draining you of energy like i'm actually curious about well, that for me
0: uh, i'm in a fortunate position that i have a job that pays me enough for all the things that i need uh no nothing more so i'm not like doing anything extravagant with my life outside of this but i'm happy and um i also have a job that doesn't require a lot of brain power <laughs> That's and good. on top of which this <laughs> is very easy i I took this job years ago and thought I would lose my mind because it was so boring and monotonous because I'm used to doing I was, I was an art director before I took this yeah. job and that it was very taxing it was demeaning and draining because just like I had to be hyper creative all the time for other people yeah. um, but that's the big difference yeah. is when I'm being creative for me and me only and it's because I want to be. Yeah, no, it it just flows. It just comes out of me. And sure, I'll have some moments that I'm a little, I wouldn't say frustrated, but if something's not working just right, there's a a big part of me that is a problem solver. And I enjoy it. I enjoy every aspect of that. So, what I'm doing, my my brain dead job that doesn't stress me out and it doesn't sap me of my energy, I I know what I'm going to do when I get home, which is I'm going to draw, I'm going to paint, I'm going to do what I want to do I, whatever i'm have this urge to do and i'm so fulfilled by that Mm -hmm. that i'm not making any excuses to not do it Mm -hmm. and not getting in my way around it and i used to though i used to have that burnout at my last job where was the art director where was sapped of my mental energy creatively and all and I didn't do anything. And that's where that all started for me. I was still drawing and sketching and stuff at the time, but mm-hmm. it got less and less and less. And then when I took on this job, I got to see, like, oh, wow, I was really burnt out. Like, I was doing mm-hmm. graphic design work, and I learned that I didn't hate it. In fact, I've come to do some freelance work and find that I really love it. I still love it a lot. It just it's one of those jobs where there are no boundaries mm. uh, between mm-hmm. you and your employer or your creative director, or ha- what have you, because yeah. it's a, it's a yes, 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 say yes to everything kind of environment where, mm. you know, you can't say no.
1: Right. Yeah. They want yes men around. Yeah. So
0: that they can, you know, you're, you will lose your job. Grow. Yeah. And, you know, when I, I did end up again, being furloughed from that job, Within a week, I found a, a job that I currently have had for the past eight years. And that's the longest I've ever stayed at a job. And that's mainly because I freelance. So I, I bounce around a lot. But, you know, this is a full-time gig and it's done well by me and I'm thankful for it. And it's, it's taken me along this, you know, that I've woken up and saw how much time I really have. And just packing it in with this creative heat that I've got behind me. And... Mm i'm i'm making something of it for myself so that it'll take over that nine to five job so i won't have to have that and i can just live my dream and i'm and that's and i'm I'm willing i'm willing and aware that fail is probably right around the corner but i'm not playing like it is i'm playing like i'm i'm getting to point b unscathed successful and getting that dream fulfilled Well, first
1: of all, you know, that's a very privileged position to be in where you have a job that that, that is able to pay your bills, where you don't have to exert so much of your energy so that you can allocate to what really matters to you. And, you know, I mean, like that is something that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will love to strive towards and especially with the added goal of like replacing your day job with your passion. And it's such a shame that it has to come to this. I agree. Right? Like yeah. you have to do this job <laughs> that you don't really care for. It's paying you. And that's the good part. Like, that's the good yeah. part. It's paying you. You can pay your bills. You can have your standard of living. Once this pandemic is over, you'll be able to go back to restaurants and bars and have, you know, have a good time with people and da-da-da. And you won't have to worry so much about that. And you can do your art in the meantime, right? And eventually that will replace your day job. But it's a shame. Yeah. It's such a shame that we have to do this thing where it's like, oh yeah, you, you have to have your security job and then your passion project. And then hopefully your passion project replaces
0: your security job. You know what I mean? You know, and and, and, and there's so much yeah. fear around that too. It is. It's like, do you think I'm not scared of quitting my job? I've been scared of quitting my job for the past five years. Just, yeah. just to make time for what I want to do in my life. But I've found a way for myself to make both work at the same time. Yeah. Is it slower? Hell yeah. So eventually, eventually, I'm going to have to quit that job. But right now, I'm just taking advantage of my time that I know that I have. I am spending it wisely. Because I'm spending my time like money, and just mm-hmm. being thankful mm-hmm. that I'm here, here on this earth, alive and capable to do this. Am I in a privileged position? Absolutely, I 100% agree with you there. This job, I, I feel like was complete. Well, okay, I feel like it's complete luck. I did get the job through word of mouth, um, so okay. there's there's merit that comes along with that luck. Well, I mean, it, there is a rule where you
1: know it's who you know, not what you know. So you know, if if you're able to like know somebody that can get your foot in the door, that always helps. You know, I, that that's understandable. Like that,
0: that's that's the way it kind of goes. And i top of which, like I stood my ground when it came to how much I was going to make. And I'd already proven myself there as a contract worker. Uh, I, cool. they saw the value of what I bring there, and I was not stingy with any of it i was very free and open and giving to make a better product and to make everything look the best it possibly can and the people especially in my industry like any of those industries any of the creative industries who want to keep that to themselves for that job security thing quote unquote doesn't exist job security does Mm -hmm. not exist in the current uh game that's being played right now I give it away freely because that has an amplification because if I'm doing better then it means the other people on my team are doing better and I'm not Mm -hmm. asking for anything more for it. I'm just getting it done, you know, because I I want this to work easy for everyone, not just myself. And that goes far, you know, even in in the current game, you do get noticed for things like that. Mm. Like even like a recent thing, like I, as little as I care about the company I work for, you know, an opportunity for someone else showed up, like where they wanted. I was there in to my company to provide a service. I parlayed it over. There's no problem, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I have a bigger. Ne- my network keeps expanding. In other words, and that's yeah. really how I ended up where I'm at. Is that I I maintain my networks, and it, I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting getting to something here as far as burnout because it was something I said before with like this lack of community that we. Have because yeah. you can't maintain your relationships if, like, how as I stated, as was really snippy and underslept and just grouchy all the time, right? You know, or or even just seemingly bipolar, let's just say, because I could have my good days and <laughs> my bad, right? Right,
1: right. It, it, it's more moody, than it, it's really it, it really is,
0: it really is, yeah, because I know the difference, right? But right. it's that you have to. Manage yourself, take responsibility for yourself with what you've got in order to make all that work. And you do have to assess what's really not working. And sometimes it does take frustration to really make that come to fruition. Like, I know yeah. I had a really crap job that was not paying enough. And I'm supposed to be a designer, but they're just having me do this gopher work. And I called up the agency that placed me there and said, find me something else. This is not working. I was pissed. I said mm-hmm. I said harsher things mm-hmm. than, than what he just said. <laughs> I, I think it did say, "Get the get me the fuck out of here." This is a dead zone. Yeah, and that's advocating. For yeah, yourself. and it, that was that came from push to shove, and it doesn't have to get that far. I think you yeah. should always be advocating for yourself and and for the people around you that you know are near and dear to you. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a skill that you know that's not something that's taught. No, about. not not
1: in traditional sense. I mean. I'm sure there's some people who grow up with a sort of backbone maybe because of their parenting or because of their environment where it's like yeah I'm going to I'm going to go get mine. You know, I'm going to go for what I want. Da, da, da. I'm not going to, you know, deal with any sort of BS. You know, but it's not something that's taught to us traditionally to advocate, you know what I mean? And sometimes some of us, me personally, I've grown up not knowing that one, I had the right to advocate, and two, that my my needs were actually valid, were fighting for. And then also having to confront that, holy crap, not only am I, I should fight for this, I might actually continue to get pushback from this. I will have to actually continue fighting for this. This is something that I need to do for myself. And then if I don't do it, then I'm going to be living a life that's lackluster because now I'm at the mercy of someone else's. Actually, it's really just their willpower, really, because if they're willing to fight harder than I am, then I need to fight harder than they are or find a smarter way to fight or advocate for myself in order to get what I want or walk away. And now we have to deal with a situation where it's like, can I walk away? Can I continue to fight this? What are the parameters here? Yeah. So, you know, uh, going granular on, on, on advocating, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. but. At the same time, some of us doesn't even, don't even know that we should and that we have the right to or how to. You know? I, I think
0: it also depends on the factor that people aren't always willing to take help, you know, to accept help. Too. and you know a lot of burnout comes from that too i, I think the majority of it you wanted to do everything yeah, yourself
1: yeah you wanted to do everything yourself you know
0: and there's some a lot of pride around that i mean honestly we could say, say it's from you know a, a masculine side but i think women too you know they want to be in a place of empowerment mm-hmm. and you know my, again my mom was that example she was a very empowered person when it came to being the nurturer and playing mm-hmm. that part. And she did played it really well to the fault. Yeah. And not accepting help. You know, I <laughs> So many times I offered her help, and she would, you know, gently deny it, but I would not accept the no and just do Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, then she would be very thankful for that. But it's just not in her nature. It's not in her programming to accept it. And it's not in a lot of our programs to accept it. It's not in my programming to accept that. (laughs) Same. You know, and... And it's, it's accepting that help. It's opening up your mouth. You know, sure. It could come out as a a complaint. That's fine. Just getting it out and said, and, and, you know, there's, there's gotta be the intention of hearing what the other person has to say about what your problem is, what you're dealing with is. Yeah. And being willing to have that, not just have it be a gripe fest where it's just negativity volleyed over with more negativity. And you know, like, there's there's some like uh, solace that comes from that because you're venting, you're getting it out, and and, and that's good. It it relieves stress a lot of times. Yeah. But know that. But sometimes, if it's know that yeah, you yeah. you have to get something to move forward from it. You know, get some sort of yeah. plan or idea, some some new ideas, really, because <laughs> I think that's the, yeah. that is a bigger part of the, the the problem. There is that you're just running in a circle until you run ragged and then you just find yourself in a state that you're very unhappy very unhealthy and not knowing where else to go
1: yeah so it sounds like you know communicating with the people in your life relative to like whatever situation you're dealing with practicing you know the act of speaking up and advocating for yourself asking for your needs to be met having those discussions with those people because you know Sometimes you're gonna ask for something and people are gonna push back and just say why or you know what's going on and da da da, or maybe they're just not you know able to do it. Maybe we're coming from a place of like our some of our needs are actually not healthy or conducive to whatever it is the situation may be, and then we start to get challenged. There's that, but that all comes out of practice. But at the end of the day, it's like you articulate these things, you bring them up, you work them through. And then the other part of it is letting go of control of the situation and kind of having faith in the fact that by you bringing it up and having this conversation with the people involved, that you will come to a resolution that might not be what you expected, but could be positive nonetheless. So giving up that control of, I want it to be exactly how I want it to be and being more like, well, let's see how this goes and let's try this out and continue to have this conversation repeatedly over time and then get to a point where we become more comfortable just saying what we want in a way that then becomes more of a conversation than a battle, an argument or anything like that. So that one day you wake up and you know what, I'm gonna go talk to so-and-so and say that, you know, I would like X, Y, and Z. And it's just a conversation. And then you have a discussion and then you negotiate and then you'll see what happens from there. You might discover something for yourself They might discover something for themselves and be able to move forward more amicably. Um, Or maybe you might come out of it saying, well, you know what? Actually, I really didn't need that. Now I understand, based on our conversation, that that was just you know, I don't know, meaningless, but who knows? I I think this really comes down to practicing speaking up and then having those conversations in a civil manner so that you can try to have a better understanding at the end of it of what you really need in order for you to be able to move through life more smoothly.
0: Yeah, And, and if you think you can't do that, if it's not in your nature to do that, consider the reality that is actually there for you is that you just are not practiced. Yeah. And there's just some resistance and, okay. and fear around that. Yeah, it's totally okay. It's just not going to get you very far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, for sure, yeah, it's you can. Anyone can do this. It takes practice. You're likely going to fail the first time. And that's fine failure is okay mm-hmm. you know it's part of how we learn it's part yeah. of it yeah
1: it's part of it you know you're going to fail more times than you succeed and that's just based off statistics but it doesn't mean that we have to give up on what means
0: or what matters to us yep yeah it's it's all a learning process and you know you only get better by practicing with anything we, this is like such a one-on-one kind of thing to say but i don't think we as Humans identify it like that right off the bat. We, we just, mm. we're so programmed and conditioned to thinking that failure is,
1: you know, the, the end.
0: It's over. Game over. I'm done. I'm horrible. All these negative things that come come about with that. And it's not so. Mm. It's just like, okay, well, it's time to assess what worked, what didn't work. You know, what, what can I do differently so that something like this works the next time I do this? If you care to do it again, you know, whatever it is, you know, that, it, yeah. that applies to everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And going back to burnout, having these conversations can actually help unload some of the burden, the overwhelm that people are going through just through catharsis, just through processing, just through venting, just through letting it out, all that energy that might be pent up so that when if you come to a resolution or maybe you don't, at least
0: you were able to talk. Yeah, it's about totally it. helpful, fully totally healthy, you know, just just have a good bitch yeah. session. Just go out, go out to have drinks with your uh, coworkers, whatever. It may not be yeah. productive in the sense of like finding a resolution to whatever your gripe is, but I mean, having people on understands- your side about it, mm-hmm. or maybe they may not feel the same way, and then you find out, oh, I have an individual problem. Let's see what I can do about it, (laughs) you know, and and not to be too prideful about that, too. It it helps, you know, it does.
1: It really does. And when it comes to, like, venting, like, uh, my girlfriend said something very helpful a while back where it's like, we can consider our emotions, our mental load, our physical load as, like, a faucet that continuously has water pumped into it. And we can either wait for the pipes to burst and all that water to release for us to actually have that release, or we can turn the faucet on every once in a while to regulate the, the buildup so that we don't have to wait for that blow up. And I feel like that's the same way with, with this. You know, having some sort of approach, whether it is you talk to your friends and you're venting about your day, Or maybe you get some insight, maybe you don't. Or addressing problems as you start to get an inkling for them, you know, bring up a concern before it becomes a real problem. Or whatever the case may be, but being able to do something or say something about it before it's a real legitimate problem that you have to deal with right now that becomes an emergency is... Uh, an approach to fight against burnout, fight against overwhelm. Yeah,
0: yeah. take those vacations, you know. To, oh, go on a Jesus hike. Christ, PTO. Uh, even a staycation is great, you know. Especially now with the pandemic. Well, I mean, yeah, the staycation. Well, this, you know, pandemic can be a permanent staycation for a lot of people, which is not great but um (laughs) outside of your house (laughs) you know
1: and and i I get that too like
0: the pandemic has really caused a lot of burnout cabin fever all that and it happens very very quickly like it doesn't take that long like maybe a month you know if if it's a couple weeks okay be patient (laughs) maybe that's the problem Um, you know and i get everyone's situation varies like mine i live alone so it was hard in that perspective some of the people just can't stand their family and um you know because they're probably dealing they're they're probably dealing with whatever they're dealing with and then they have to to also handle what their kids are dealing with or what their wife or or husband or whatever their partner is what they're dealing with it's it can feel very overwhelming but um there's no point of it where you have to keep it to yourself
1: yeah at the end day burnout is real there's something to be acknowledged and addressed and whatever the method is it's better than not addressing it at all and pretending like we can go on doing all everything that we're doing without taking a break
0: yeah yeah hey even if it's for five minutes i used to take 15 minute walks around the corporate plaza i used to work at Mm -hmm. it was you know nothing special but it was fresh air wasn't underneath those fluorescent lights it was enough for me to keep my sanity it, honestly it's like a lot of times it's just small things in life that really set you free it doesn't have to be something yeah. massive or major like forget about the people are making it big on YouTube or Instagram or whatever the you know slice of the day is it's all a lot of that's just smoke and mirrors and yeah. you know grass is always greener on the other side you know that's you gotta true. find what's it's going to work for you. What's going to make you happy. And that's it. You know, yeah. end of the day, life's short. Make the best of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, don't burn out, folks. Don't yeah. Burn out. yeah. You know, meditation works. That's something that I've personally had so much trouble with because I know that it helps, but I don't dedicate the time to do it. I really don't.
0: I microdose on meditation. Yeah. Psychedelics terminology. Maybe like even a solid 60 seconds of meditation. Mm. Just some breathing. What I'm doing is really just looking for areas of my body that are tensed up and relaxing them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's like even on my face, like my brow and everything like that, I'm able to relax that. And it takes a lot of concentration, Mm. but it's it it gets you to a place of like you're you're not thinking about whatever might be concerning you at that point. You're just focusing on relaxing. Yeah. And until you're relaxing.
1: (laughs) Focusing on relaxing. And it's yeah, yeah, it sounds
0: like a a paradox, but it really isn't. It's really quite helpful. At least for me it is.
1: No, no, it, it really speaks on like our culture where it's like we have to focus on that sometimes. But um, now that you mentioned that, I do have to give myself a little more credit. I do tend, I do focus on my body and the tension, that's for sure. But um, other
0: traditional types of meditation, you know, yeah. that's the thing. Let me just yeah. put it out there the myth that meditation is someone sitting on top of a mountain, you know, akimbo
1: <laughs> and
0: you know, there's a gong somewhere in the background and it's, it's like this misty aired thing. And there's probably a seance of some kind going on. It doesn't have to be that way. Like sometimes like I find myself in my work doing some menial task, and I'm having a thousand thoughts around it because I'm just lost in the pattern of what I'm doing. And stuff is, is vanishing from my load of mental stuff. And It just comes from anything like you can find any sort of that's what meditation is like if you look at it very simply you got your your mantra that you just say over and over and over again it's a repetition it's something that takes you away from your inner dialogue that's what it really is yeah the monkey brain or lizard brain whichever
1: yeah but yeah i i think we pretty much covered everything that we can about this we we've gone into other areas that i didn't expect us to go into but you know it's
0: they're they they apply yeah, yeah there's there's so many variables out there and i think this like a lot of our topics could expand in so many different ways so many different directions and it i think it's a disservice to not go off on little tangents here and there to really get to where issues are and we got very specific with the education one and societal problems that we have but they're, they're real and they're problems you know like people are, are have anxiety over a pol- political system that we have here that's just honestly a lot of noise rather than anything real um all the yeah. real things come from it which is why people have their their misgivings about it but yeah Burnout is real. It comes from different areas. It's not just work. It comes from your family. Your, your. It may stem from your health and how you're dealing with that and may make you further unhealthy, all that. It's, But it's also like, yeah. what aren't you doing for it? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to take this all on yourself? And if so, it's time to stop <laughs> and say, yeah. just put yeah. up that white flag and say, help. Yeah, that vulnerability and openness to help have people yeah. help you, going to and a, as you're your saying piece. the practice of all that will keep you out of that you, know, you won't have that burnout because yeah. you're going to have that support system already in place and yeah you may get like a, an inkling of like frustration and then it's yeah. you talk about it with whomever is in that support system and you'll find yourself in a better place
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Unmanly Manly Podcast with Frank and Sergio. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public, as well as our Instagram at Unmanly Manly Podcast, no underscore, no punctuation. See you next time.